Hello everyone and welcome to the latest Liverpool Echo podcast. Uh, we're joined this week with Gavin Buckland, the stat man, Tony Scott and myself, Greg O'Keefe. We're running a bit late today because uh, there's been somebody trying to, well, threatening to jump <laughs> off the Kingsway Tunnel on the way in. Yeah, I believe so. Unconfirmed reports from Gav that it's a blue. <laughs> still, uh, still stuck in the depression of what happened on Saturday. And of course, that's going to be what mainly we're going to be talking about this evening. Uh, the game, Stamford Bridge. A massive missed opportunity, and that phrase, which is back again, game management, and all its various guises and definitions, and the way it is and it isn't being uh, employed by Everton's players at the moment. So we'll start with you, Tony. Obviously, um, it was such a crushing setback, wasn't it? Such a disappointment. Not got a result there in over 20 years, and it was so, so close, wasn't it? It was horrible. Obviously, uh, before I got on record, Everton got robbed there on, on Saturday. There's no qualms about that. Blatant offside, wasn't given, but I, I hate to say it, but I'm not one of these types of fans that goes on about referees' decisions all season, because in my theory, it will work itself out throughout the season. We got away with an absolute stonewall penalty against Manchester City on Wednesday. No one was complaining about that, So, and I didn't see Roberto Martinez complain about that decision as well on Wednesday. Yet, he comes out of his shell after the game on Chelsea and starts lagging the officials off. So you can't have it both ways, but I totally agree with him on Saturday. Referee is totally... I, I thought he was right to add the extra minute on, yeah. by the way. I thought he was totally right. Well, was the, the celebration. The, end, the celebration. Yeah. And don't forget, yeah. the, the fans got was partly to blame against Bournemouth. I totally agree, because they run on the pitch. This time, it wasn't the case. The Everton fans, the Everton players jumped into the crowd, and that's what spills a mass celebration in the in the away section at Stamford Bridge. So that's why the minute was added on. My qualms was obviously with the, with the linesman. It was a blatant offside, but it wasn't given, end of. But what my theory is behind this is that it's not you can't just blame the linesman for conceding three goals. Let's look at that basics of why that last goal was conceded in the 98th minute. First of all, Gerard Delefeu, he doesn't manage the ball properly. You're in the 90, 98th minute, you've got the ball on the halfway line. Go into the corner with it. Use your head. Yeah, he's a young player. He's going to learn. But surely to God, he hasn't seen these games out before playing for Sevilla or um, the Spanish under-21s. Of course he has. See the game or get Draw your foul. Do something. Anyway, he loses the ball on the halfway line. The ball then gets pumped into the box. Funes Mori gets out-jumped. So there's two occasions where it could have been stopped. Totally jumps for the ball. Zuma wins it. And then the ball goes into John Terry, which he's offside. But all of a sudden, John Terry then loses Gareth Barry. There's three situations there that could have been literally cancelled out. And the ball goes past him hours. There's another one. Four stops there that could have happened to prevent that goal from going in. So why not let's draw the conclusion to them instead of drawing us to the offside? Incredibly frustrating, I think. Just in case, you know, f- f- to be clear, what Tony's referring to originally... Is, is comes back to this game management. De La Feu comes on. Now, on one hand, he creates Funes Mori's goal with a lovely cross. But then on the other hand, as Tony says, he tries to take a player on instead of keeping the ball. And he's good enough to keep the ball all day. Take a player on when you're trying to count the clock down yeah. and we get stung. And OK, that wasn't even, as Tony's just said, quite eloquently there, but that wasn't even the last sort of mishap, if you like. There were mistakes after that. But Gav... Tony got a very good point there. You know, it is a case of not being naive. It's a case of seeing games out. The best teams do it, don't they? Well, they do. But I've seen the best teams also concede last-minute equalisers. I mean, it's not just uh, not just us. A um, couple of things there. Um, I know Roberto got a bit of criticism over like the Man City Chelsea analogy, but they're actually two completely different decisions, aren't they? Penalties are one can be one of interpretation about how much you've seen and like what you think at the time, where 
and offside is a clear cut yes or no, isn't it? So I thought Roberto got criticised. You know, the, there are two there are two slightly different scenarios there. They're not a like but like scenario. It's not as if we got an offside in our favour at Man City on 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 Wednesday night. Uh, so that, that was the first point. But I think Tony's point's right. I know what you're saying about uh, uh, De La Feo. His name will get right before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That was it. It yeah, is, Feo, yeah. Sure. It is what happened after that, isn't it? Where there's, there's, three, there's three attempts, isn't it? Uh, to head the ball out, yeah. that all fail. And we're then left in a position where Terry can just come in from behind. Um, you know, well, last was it Jags, I think, was it? Um, and, and then it goes in. And that was the disappointing thing for me, was that there was, there was three attempts. But having said that, what I would say is, what is game management? Game management to me is the entire game. It's not just, uh, I think people just cut, think it's the last two minutes away mm. from home when you're winning by a goal and you've got to shut up shop. Game management to me is the overall game itself, obviously, by definition. And to me, the turning point was the first goal by Chelsea. I thought that was a bad goal to concede. Um, and although Jags and Tim Howard have had criticism and I think both of them you would expect their experience will be able to, to sort it out. I just thought our defensive shape was wrong when the ball got played by uh, Fabregas. I mean, John Stones, I don't think he's close enough to Jags. He's, he's sort not, of, yeah. he's sort of mm. like he's not, 25, yeah. and he jogs back. Yards, if you yeah. watch him, Gav, he yeah. doesn't look like he's got rockets up his backside. Yeah. He jogs back. Now, sorry to talk over you, but Oviedo, Phil made a very good point. Oviedo is obviously playing right back for you he's caught up the pitch Yeah. now Jags is left one for one and he loses flight of the ball he does misjudge it but why isn't Stones tearing That's back right. to cover for him because I think there's somebody else on the outside was it Barry I can't remember it was on it the will, outside it will have probably have been Barry yeah, yeah. Yeah. there's another player so it wasn't if there was a direct threat on, on their left and our right for, for, for John to, to cover he really should have been closer mm. closer to, to Jags that's where the Chelsea player was in, in our half and as once that happens and you get a 1-1 one, one, it's, it, well, situation. it's even it up to it's the a, fate, yeah, isn't yeah. it, then? Yeah. And Jags, to be fair, in his career, as occasionally, great player he is, he does have a, a slight weakness of getting caught under the ball on occasions. I know Arsenal mm. have exploited it a few times. And I think for the, the game changes then. Yeah. We've gone from 2-0, and looking probably that if there's another team going to score it, it's going to yeah, be us. Because yeah. they look as if they've gone by then. Um, and then the whole game changes, and then they score a deflected goal, which is uh, typical. But then... I, it, it's right, you know what you're saying. We should have closed the game out, but the, the original problem in terms of talking about game management was their first goal. That was the the biggest uh, the biggest thing for me. But don't you think that, as I said, we were going on about this Chelsea game as if this isn't new to Ever- Evertonians this season. Why what, why aren't they seeing these games out? Sure, is it the players? Is it the manager? No, you've got a situation now where you've got Leighton Baines is putting the. He's basically saying it's it's, it's our fault. It's the players that need to do this. And the manager isn't saying that. So there's two contradicting stories coming from Everton here. The players are saying one thing, the manager's saying the other. Whose fault is it that Everton aren't seeing these games out? Let me read a quote to you. Now, you probably you will have all heard this quote already, I think. Uh, I know Tony will probably, his head will explode, steam will be all over the shop. It's, it's Roberto, and he's saying after the game, he says, we want to be a brave team and win games by not running the clock down or playing with aspects that aren't what we want to be. Gav... Yeah, it was interesting quote. I mean, you know, I really like Roberto's footballing principles, and I think you know, ideally, that's what you'd want to do. But there are times where actually you just need to be ruthless, and 
you know, and then after a while, once you can do that, I think then you're in a position where you can sort of be a bit more sort of adventurous because you've got a bit more confidence and stuff with your defence later on. But I, I thought, you know, the last few games have been disappointing from that angle that yeah. we haven't been ruthless enough. What I would say, though, is um, people quote part of seasons, don't they, as sort of like indicative of why the problem. But actually, the Bournemouth game was the first time we'd lost points from a winning position this season. Up until the Bournemouth okay, game. Up until the Bournemouth game. If you have a look. Interesting one. We'd won one game from behind at West Brom. Yeah. We'd drawn four games from behind when losing. That's in the Premier League. And we'd also won three cup games effectively coming from behind. So, if you decide at the Bournemouth game, well, what's this Everton team like? Because we just come on back a couple of good home wins against mm. Sunderland and Villa. You would have said, well, actually, they haven't lost a point all season <laughs> in the league from a winning so position. So why are they capitulating? Now, what, right, we've got a situation. The last seven matches, Everton have dropped 11 points from winning right, positions. Yeah. Why is that the case? In the previous 15, we hadn't. We hadn't. Yeah. So What's changed? It is this reaction thing, isn't it, from particular situations and particular games, isn't it? I mean, I, I do think the ball. You know what the Bournemouth game. You don't. You wonder sometimes whether that's still collectively in the still system. In, in the yeah. system. That I know people have spoken well that we've got over that, but maybe it's no coincidence that some super things in seasons can just sort of resonate the rest of mm. the campaign. I've seen that before, and perhaps that's no coincidence. But I, I think it's unfair to judge Roberto and the team just on the case of seven games. When actually in the fifteen before then, there's there was there was none of that. Well, let's you have to judge, look at it in the round. Right, well, let's judge it on the twenty-two of the season. We've yeah. won six games. That's yeah. that's that's a fact. We've won six games out of twenty-two. And that's simply not good enough. No, no, and we've drawn eleven. Yeah, and of them eleven, we've come back in four, and we've lost leads in four. Mm. Um, so it's. It, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It, it's out. It's just. It is this thing. It's reaction, isn't it, to particular events during mm. the game? Like you can't, mm. you can't, you can set people up, can't you? That, that's the only yeah. thing you can do. If we're winning three two away from home, this is what you do. But then... I think what I, what I what I don't understand and what I, I can't get to the heart of with this debate is whether or not you've got Roberto talking about this brave quote and whether or not that's purely him speaking philo not philosophically, but in terms of his outlook after the game. And that's separate from what he actually tells the players. Because I like to hope that he isn't telling De La Feu to take that man on. And he's not uh, he, he's urging them to see out the game. I like to think that he's actually sensible and, and you know, he understands, obviously he understands the game better than I do, but, you know, that he is the manager who's got enough deep understanding of how to see out a game that he doesn't really urge them on. And I hope what he's saying is separate, if you like. That's his, he's, he's yeah. sort of saying, maintain his philosophical standpoint. But privately, he's furious. Yeah. So, now, on the other hand, if he really is saying that he wants them to be brave and, and he wouldn't change anything about Bournemouth mm. and about Saturday, then that's where I'm really concerned. Because going forward, if you look at it, he's saying what Gav said, eventually, if, if they carry on being brave, inverted commas, they'll be a top team. The problem is, I don't think he's got an eventually. Because I think if we don't realise our potential this season, never will. come just, next yeah. summer, you probably aren't going to have Stones, Lukaku... And let's face it, possibly Ross, yeah. and you're going to start all over again. Yeah. He hasn't got a long term in that respect in him. Yeah. Absolutely, but even if we do realise our potential, do we still have them players anyway? 
Well, that's a fair point, but you know, at least if we're in the top five, yeah, it makes know, it easier to attack. Yeah, so a bit better. You know, other other big players, so maybe keep, maybe yeah. keep a Ross. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle to keep hold of John Stones. Lukaku, maybe not as much of a struggle, but it's still be very difficult. So it? Greg, the odds what, are he'll go. If what he's telling, obviously, if he's saying, listen, I don't want to be time wasting, I don't want to run the clock down. And if he's telling the players another thing, why aren't them players learning? It's not. It's not a. It's, it's happens at Stoke. It's happens at Chelsea. It's. It's not. It's, it's, it's frustrating. Think Stoke was pure. Uh, no, Stoke was basically, we were 2-1 up and he's chasing three yeah. and four and five yeah, goals and you're they, getting outdone. That's win. plain stupidity yeah, no, for me. The winner, the winner against Stoke was a, was, a, was a challenge in the penalty area, wasn't yeah. it? You can talk about like sort of game management, but mm. if your centre-half puts a challenge in, it's a bit loose. Now steady, in, you know, you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, I'd yeah. be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to retain me good looks. Is If your centre-half, by the byline, not by the byline, but Put in the challenge. Yeah, you know you can't legislate for that, can you? Mm. That that's 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 just the way players react in certain situations. That comes with experience, uh, and you can't legislate for three players missing challenge challenges at the end on Saturday. You know, the Roberto goes on about he doesn't need game management and everything else that goes along with it. No, but, I think what he I think what he says. Sorry, to yeah. Kutkusha, is don't question our game management. Is, is what he. Is what he's, well, surely, he's surely every Evertonian is well within the right to question it. If we've got three wins from 16, and then three wins are against the three worst teams in the league, well, surely like, they're within the right. Bain seems to be saying, yeah, it does need to be questioned because it could have been better. This is yeah. what I mean, you're experienced so players. He yeah. goes on about how young his team is, but there's some old heads in there, Jagielka, Baines, Barry, Howard. Why aren't they using their experience to run the clock down, draw the foul, make a substitution, anything, draw the... Just literally knock these games on the head, yeah, and we're a fast so way of the league again. Yeah, yeah, I take your point, but I, I don't. To me, I, I just think it's just the individual things that I can't stress enough. It's just the individual things at the end of games. If players make mistakes, and that, that was just so apparent on 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 Saturday, you know. Um, Wouldn't you think, though, after what's happened, where we keep getting stung in the tail again and again and again, as a group of players, you would go out your way to kill the game? Yeah. Of course, of course. You, you, yeah. That's what I'm surprised that you like to see Gareth Barry and Phil Jagiel because we've been around, been around the block. They don't see this. Surely they can go in and question their manager and say, "Listen, yeah. we we can't start bombing forward for three and four goals." Like in the 94th yeah. minute, we were beating Chelsea there three two, and I seen Stones flying down the wing yeah. as a right back and going, "What's going on?" What, what you would hope and expect. I think the last podcast we talked about the importance of players giving feedback to the manager, didn't we? we yeah, talking yeah. about the changing yeah. tactics yeah. Yeah. me yeah. after the uh, and how it can be a healthy thing and, and yeah. a healthy thing, and you know we think that's really good. And you would think in this circumstance, especially what Leighton was saying, as a senior pro, we thought it was excellent on there. So, I mean, let's talk about some of the positives on Saturday, by the way, yeah. which was many. Um, um, you know, you would think that that feedback is going to Roberto and then we can move on from that. Um, it's just unfortunate that those Chelsea and Bournemouth games, two special games, almost identical. I know there was a time and issue over the, the you know, in terms of the, the how long we were in the lead and that injury time, but they just going they just sort of hang off you don't they? you know yeah, it's very yeah. difficult just, to uh, it's just, to drag it's off, just you know, when yeah. you're at somewhere where you've not won in so long yeah. and the significance of getting a win there could transform your season absolutely yeah. absolutely and, but then I, I understand the contradiction at the heart of this is that the full the adventure and the flair we've got and the belief in attacking football that's what probably got us into a lead looking so good at Stamford Bridge yeah. but then the the ultimate vicious circle 
is when do you know when to draw the line? And for me, it there is a line. To me. It doesn't it, seem to me if he knows but, the line. But if, if they can find that line, then this team could really be I special. I totally agree with you, but they're not finding it, right? That's the problem. Yeah, and I've seen a couple of episodes saying, "Oh, he only needs a couple of wins, and we're halfway up the league." When are well, we going to get? Exactly. Yeah. Said, we we had it there. On exactly. Saturday. The last time we had two consecutive wins, I think it was April last year. Yeah, it was. So where are these wins coming from? Can I, can I just so who do you think our best defensive partnership in the centre of the defences at the moment? If you could pick two players on form, yeah, Jags and Murray. I'd say Stones and Jack Elfer. On form, by the way. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, I don't think... Yeah. But don't forget, I'm not being Jack funny. Being better than Stones. Mo- yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, but yeah. Mori, did you see how toward that last goal? Well, I've got a theory he totally here, right? jumped when yeah. he... He had I've, no chance of getting that I've ball got, there. I've man. got a theory here. Now, this is so far out there. Mm. It's virtually in home scare. <laughs> but hear me out before you, you fill me in and chase me. He's got 12, 12 stitches in his head. I look at it, Gav, now, and I, he's yeah. already thinking that I've lost the plot. And when he celebrates, someone whips off his headband there. Yeah. I wonder if that was in the back of his head when he because yeah. it wasn't much he of a chance. To- he got totally so it was like me yeah. on a Sunday morning. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His eyes closed. I've seen you at the ball. Greg, didn't want to head. Lad, he didn't want it. Yeah. He just jumped and he was I yards away he from. I didn't want to head that ball. Yeah. Yards away from him, and I said it wasn't just Funes Mori. It was his telefe. It was Gareth Barry not tracking. It was everything you could name three or four mistakes. But for me, that was a big header. Yeah, to lose. That's where you want your centre arms heading the ball out through it, and that's the end of it. And in fairness to Mori, normally he is quite. He's quite dynamic when he comes to those heads. He gets mm. the leap above the player. But I don't know. It's probably nothing to do with his head. Don't get me wrong. But it was a bad, bad moment in that chain of errors, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Probably the worst. Yeah, moment, yeah. Really. But saying that, I thought... Zuma's not exactly small. Like, yeah. yeah, the third, when it's allowed to go over to John Terry, I just thought that he got caught underneath that. Um, but just talk about some of the positives on... To be fair, some of the positives on Saturday. You're brilliant, but... You know, for... That, you know, there was a great line in Independent, wasn't it, by uh, Miguel Delaney? He says that with the best 20 minute team in the Premier League. <laughs> and it's probably right yeah. that if games lasted 20 minutes, we'd probably be running away with the Premier League, mm-hmm. wouldn't we? Like, you know, uh, and you know, on Saturday, a bit like what you're saying there, Greg, we're winning 2 0. I'm thinking we're coming off the back of two good results against Man City, you know, decent it's results it. against Tottenham. Yeah. We now kick on from win this, and then it's we it. take well, Swansea on Sunday, then. You know, chance to uh, reach uh, uh, the final. It's a card if they're not like, <laughs> Wembley. And then, like, and the ends up, it's like the season has been roller coaster. Even just in games, yeah. it's been up yeah. and down, up yeah. and down, up and down. And we want a more a plateau effect, don't we? Really. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that—that's the thing we've just got to do. And I thought for two beautifully created goals on on Saturday. The own goal. Yeah, it was great, great, uh, you know, the ball, the way we moved it was, the ball across football. the pitch. It was like, great you know, football leading up to it. Yeah, it and, was. you know, Morales was, was, a, was a great goal. Um, but, you know, we say about, talk about the, the defence, we had two clear-cut chances, Barkley and Morales, when they were both virtually one-on-one with mm. the keeper, Wendy. It's true, they've got to take some responsibility as well, yeah. That's what I mean, it's a whole team, whole team. Morales, I thought, was a poor finish from a player who should have been, like, full of confidence, having played yeah. as well and scored. And I just thought that wasn't a, it wasn't a great finish at all. Ross, I thought, was maybe a little bit un, unlucky. So we've got to look at the whole, the, the whole team. But it was it was it wasn't the greatest uh, couple of minutes of defending you ever see, was it? At the end Greg, can you see why Evertonians are becoming so frustrated with this now? Because they, they keep on going back to I said Leicester were conceding goals left, right, and centre. Leicester three, Stoke, and it's continuous now. Bournemouth and now Chelsea. Can you see why Evertonians are getting really frustrated? Because I'm not being funny. The lads like our age, ourselves, 30 to 40, and they're going around. With sk- they've got nowhere left. 
if they have got any air, it's, it's great. great. And fellas who are yeah. 50 plus, like the man who's here, going to be next week, <laughs> he hasn't got an air out of place if we'll have it there. They've seen Everton win everything. Obviously, for the likes of us, yeah. for he our, looks our, 30 yeah. Yeah. our generation of fans are going round with bald heads, and if they have got any air, it's great. Yeah. So that's that's why you can see. This, this is a place you haven't seen me in the mid 80s. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. It's lovely. But can you see why the generation of fans no, yeah, are continuing frustrated? I can, because it feels as if the, you know, perennially on the cusp of something like I say earlier that's special and then they're reduced to being turned their out and it, it's ifs and buts and ultimately that's not going to get you anywhere that you mm. know look at it now for all that quality we've got we're in if, if Wofford win tonight mm. as we're recording this podcast obviously it's uh, mm. you know Monday tea time if Wofford win tonight with 12 you know, we're slipping down further and further and further now would you take two points from two, those two games when we were talking last week it's a point from City a point from Chelsea in the yeah. theory, you yeah. would do if you're beating Leicester's and Stokes at all. But we're not. But we're not. Yeah. So obviously you're not needing to. This yeah. is where when you go to these places, because we're not getting the wins at home, we've got the worst home record. I think one of the worst home records in the league, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, but goals conceded. Goals conceded yeah. is the mean, worst in the league. And the other point I think which is worth making is, I'm talking about before Saturday, people say we can't defend, we've got defensive issues. Before Saturday, we had the second best defensive away record in the Premier League, only conceded Did nine we? goals in mm. ten games. Yeah, I think there's only Crystal Palace who conceded yeah, two away that, goals. That, that surprises me. We no, make up for their own, yeah, don't we? Yeah. yeah, so what I'm saying is, the, the issue is therefore not personnel, because if you can go to like City and Tottenham, we both, you know, not scored against yeah. us. The issue is not maybe personnel. The fact we conceded so many goals at home is it's reacting to certain situations during the game. Like at home, it's we've been caught up the pitch on a number of occasions in Cup and League, haven't we? And we've been caught short at the back. So we have got the personnel and the structure to be a sound defensive unit, but we don't do it all the time, and that's the problem. I say just look at the way record before uh, before Saturday. So I know people's criticised Howard. He, he's kept five, five clean sheets in ten games away from home, going up to Saturday in the Premier League, which is not not bad. Is that all, are they the only five clean sheets he's kept all season? No, one at home. One at home. Yeah. See, that's the difference. But that's the, but that's to me. But that, so we can't be doing things. Wrong all the time, where some people have you believe defensively that I we can't defend, but obviously we can defend. Seeing seeing our away record before Saturday, um, so it's it's a, it's a bit of a conundrum at the moment. But I think Greg's point was before was valid about just getting people to learn how to he's react. Just and, finally, before yeah. we go, Greg he, Roberto Martinez, he's, he's got a big three or four weeks coming up now, hasn't he? Surely, massive. Uh, I mean, the Swansea game now feels like. Preno probably put it best, and I don't know if you've read Dave Prentice's piece, mm. uh, which went on our website last night. He said, Everton at the moment, when Joe Royal told Peter Johnson back in 95, put your money on us in the cup because we're a team more suited to cup football. Everton feel this season a team more suited to cup football. We, mm. don't seem, we don't feel to me like a team that's going anywhere in the Premier League. However, you can't... You know, it puts so much pressure on potentially two games, a second leg against City and then a final against... God forbid, Liverpool or Stoke, you know, Swansea has to be a big game. It doesn't feel like it is to me, mm. but it has to be a big game for Roberto, yeah. for the club. They've got to go, and Swansea are bang average, absolute madness what they're doing with yeah. this joint oh, coaching yeah, yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're there so, for the taking, So by they're the way, there for the taking, yeah. we've got to go and, and convincingly beat them. But as I said, if we go back to the game, we can't win so the game. So you say convincingly, yeah. we've just got to beat them, yeah, full exactly. stop. Yeah, when we, when we go back to, can you remember the last time Everton won a league game? Aston Villa in November, was it? No, Newcastle. Newcastle. Away, wasn't it? Yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. Well, that's another that's thing. What I mean. 
people, Friday people talk about game management. We scored the last kick of the game at Newcastle, which is yeah. conveniently yeah. forgotten about. Yeah. We, we've done that to somebody else. That's you know against I mean? one of the poorest so, teams in the yeah, league. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. We still, we still, had, we still yeah. had the wits about us and got in there, you know, to, to, to score in the last minute. So, you know, we do... What I'm saying is, and it goes back to what I said before, we do to other teams what people, teams do to us. It's not a total one-way street that the last 48 hours people would have you believe it is, yeah. you know. And I think we need to bear that in mind. But I do. I think you're right. It's, I mean, what I would say about Penos piece, and I, do, I think we've got a far better team than what we had in '95. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah, miles better than all fairness, like, yeah. you know, To be fair, I'm not saying we're yeah, comparing you know the like, two teams. Yeah, but, but I'd say, but, but I do think we have got obviously something to offer in the Premier League because we're not we're not losing games. Okay, we've got we one more. We still have one more than what we've lost in the Premier League this year. Which which people we've only lost five, and we've won six. Problem is, is that the eleven throws in the middle. See, well, I, don't yeah. I don't know whether or not the manager's trying to just keep his players' heads up, which is obviously the right thing to do. But he was even still talking about he feels they're good enough for the top four. Um, I tell you one quick thing again. We'll touch on Martinez, and we'll wrap it up in, in a couple of minutes. But what I don't find helpful, he said it to the broadcasters after the Chelsea game was. He says that we didn't draw that game. We didn't draw it, and I think obviously what he's trying to infer is we won that game, and then we were robbed. I find that frustrating because, it, for me, there's little tinges of delusion in, in that statement. Like that, I know what he means. Yeah, and we did draw it, yeah. and it was one too many draws yeah. for me. Yeah. Well, what, what I would say, Matt and Greg, you probably know that better than you know uh, Tony and I is. Is sometimes you know interviewing players and managers straight after the game, you don't necessarily get get the most cohesive and well thought out yeah, response, don't you? Yeah. And especially, yeah, especially yeah. if you can see the like a last minute equaliser via you know a blatant not blatant uh, you know by well a blatant mistake really yeah, from, yeah. from from the, the referee the, and his assistants assistant. yeah. who um, hasn't been demoted by the way Mike Jones no nope. no what the referee not being no, demoted no it's not the referee's fault it's the linesman isn't it yeah. so um, it's the referee's done his job he played but as he said extra 40 seconds on top of don't forget he'd just say minimum the minimum time adders on was 8 minutes or 7 minutes whatever it was the minimum time he didn't say that's that's yeah. the maximum that, that's the minimum we, time we started the conversation didn't you by saying we can justify playing the extra minutes yeah, yeah. Eight of course minutes. you can it was just the, the referee what he say it was just the, where the referee was and where the linesman was you would have think collectively they would have cleared up that yeah. he was offside and that the ball had come off the uh, the Chelsea player not come yeah. off an Everton defender yeah. um, and, and, that, and, and with that in mind okay don't necessarily you know Roberto maybe thinks afterwards that he shouldn't have said it, but I can fully understand why you would turn round. Because uh, I bet there's a few Everton fans uh, saying exactly the same thing, to be yeah. fair. Briefly, Gav, do you think Everton... Uh, we've, we thought this against Bournemouth, and we, we've taught it against... So, do you seriously think the Everton players and the manager will learn from this one now? Well, we showed signs of learning about changing our defensive structure, didn't we, against the, the Man City and Spurs game? So that's a starting point, isn't it? Yeah. But... I, you know, it's, it, it go, it's the players, isn't it, and the manager working together, isn't it? You know, to make sure well, that happens. I, I believe that. I don't know where I'm finding this sudden rush of positivity, but <laughs> if we can feel the same team that beat City at Goodison in the first leg, I think you know the absence of Tom Cleverley has been felt. I certainly think Coleman is is now, since his experience has been has been felt a little bit. I think if we can get back to that sort of performance where they mix the defensive, all right, you know, some people said they actually criticised being a bit too defensive, weren't they? Yeah, ironically. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if we can get that mix right, cleverly, and as I say, Coleman back in the team, keep them fit, then 
we can still look forward to a, a positive second half of the season. I don't, I don't, I still can see us if climbing the table, you know, because when you see the, and uh, you know, if we work hard at like the things we've been talking about today about tighten, tightening things up at, at key moments, we are, as I said, we have shown we can defend. I see no reason why we can't go on a good run in the Premier League in the last 16 games of the season and progress in both cup competitions. It's a lot of points, know? isn't it, to be it's won a, if yeah. you think about it. And it's but... a very close close table. I'm not going to say now we're going to be sitting here in May like celebrating fourth place. Mm. What I'm saying is, is a bit like 84, you know, that we've, mid, we've blown mid-table before Christmas, had a great run, ended up seventh. We've got to reach two, two, two cup finals. I'm not going to say we're going to reach two cup finals this year, but... It's it, important to come back to Swansea game of keeping your league form going. And if you're still in the cups, it makes an enormous difference about when it comes to the cup games. About like you, you know, going in good form and having a bit of confidence. And I think we're in a sort of similar position now with far better players. So I think room for positivity for for me. I I disagree with Gav. You know me. I'm all doom and gloom. I just I haven't seen nothing this season as well as last season. In fact, to to prove otherwise that it's going to change at this defensive unit but hopefully we'll be here in two weeks time celebrating an, um, a cup final appearance and things will have changed so there we are both sides of the extreme well uh, thank you for listening we're going to try and do another pod later on this week sorry it's been a bit irregular over Christmas and New Year but we're back into the swing of things now and we will see you next time thanks very much Ik wilde alle, alle nieuwste telefoon, niet omdat het moet. Nu bij Tele2, de Huawei P20. Omdat het kan. Voor een genadeloos lage prijs. Check Tele2.nl voor de beste deal voor jou. Niet omdat het moet, maar omdat het kan.